Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Louis Tetu. Louis Tetu is Chairman and Chief Executive Officer of Coveo. Prior to Coveo, Louis co-founded Taleo Corporation, the leading international provider of cloud software for talent and human capital management, which was acquired by Oracle for $1.9 billion in 2012. Lewis held the position of Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of the Board of Directors from the company's inception in 1999 through 2007. Taleo was recognized as the 11th fastest growing technology company in the United States within the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 in 2004. In 2005, it was the only software company among the Inc. 500 winners to issue an initial public offering. Well, good afternoon, Lewis. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me. This is fun, and I always say this when I get on the show with a new guest, is the things that I look forward in the day. I'm very passionate about meeting new people and people that have been successful in their space. Lewis, as you and I were chatting, I was looking at your bio. You certainly brought a combination of leadership and entrepreneurship contributions to your companies. Could you share with us what drives you to be successful at what you do? Well, I'm, I'm obviously uh, in the technology industry, and this is a fascinating industry that, as you know, is, is fueled by uh, innovation. And I guess it's as simple as we love what we do. We have built several companies, and at the core of those companies is one of the core values, among others, like collaboration and inclusion and integrity, is passion. We believe that we spend so much time at work that you might as well love what you do. And if you have the privilege of doing it in a cultural environment and working with colleagues that you love as well, you know, that drives you all day, every day. And if you can do that by helping customers and really deliver value that you can triangulate and, and measure, this whole collaboration is, is what drives us. Thanks for sharing that. And I certainly agree and share the same sentiment around when you're truly doing something that you love, that you're passionate about, it's really not work because we do spend quite a bit of hours away from our families and our personal lives. So thanks for sharing that, Lewis. Lewis, let's talk about your product, the Covio Experience Intelligence Platform. You know, I was reading a, a little bit on that and could you tell us just a bit more about this product and what makes it unique? Essentially, Coveo is one of the first companies that has democratized the use of artificial intelligence and more specifically machine learning and the use of broad data for the purpose of personalizing digital experiences. And, uh, you know, we think that we're in a world where digital experiences need a, a level of intelligence. You know, the, the large tech first companies that win in every space. Think about Netflix, think about Wayfair, think about, of course, Amazon and Spotify and uh, maybe bookings.com and, and so on. These digital leaders are winning because they use data and AI to deliver to Brian a very, very personal experience. And so that is what we do for our customers, whether it's for their commerce sites, their customer service sites, or even within the workplace to create what we call intelligent employee experiences. Understood. On the coattails of that, I wanted to kind of dive into that uniqueness part right? I was asking about. Lewis, your product touts machine learning, right? Artificial intelligence, predictive modeling. Could you just share with us some of those underlying technologies that you are leveraging to get this unique experience? 
So essentially, if you, if you look over the past decade, you know, most people understand the paradigm of search and, you know, how you reach content and essentially you can, you can launch search queries in order to retrieve what you want. As you work in the space, and that's how Coveo started, really, you know, more than a decade ago, actually 15 years ago, Coveo was a leader in, the, in an area named Enterprise Search. And so that gave us the ability to reach content, you know, very broadly. So think about your ERP system, your databases, you know, companies have a lot of silos of data and et cetera. And search is a very good way to provide the plumbing that reaches that content. Now, as you work in the field, you quickly start getting, you know, shifting your focus towards the problem of relevance. You know, how do I deliver to Brian the information that Brian needs right now? And how can I predict that? You know, I always use the Netflix analogy. You know, Netflix doesn't want you to search. They want you to watch. They use data and AI to understand who Brian is, to understand people like Brian, and to predict, you know, with a fair degree of certainty, at least your propensity to watch something next. And actually, you can, you can search Robert De Niro or you can search Meryl Streep, but they probably do a better job at figuring out the kind of things you would like next than you could on your own. And so think about that same technology stack, and this is really what we've assembled over the years. So technologies like analytics, content analytics, behavioral analytics, you know, natural language understanding and natural conversation understanding. Then you get into the world of AI and using machine learning to detect intent. And really, you know, we've assembled all the components that today create the platform, the backbone of these unified intelligent experiences that, you know, many of, you know, we have about 1500 deployments across the world. And many of them obviously are, I would say a majority of, of, of our customers, you would recognize their names and their brands. We power a lot of the commerce sites and a lot of the customer service sites that you probably use some of. Absolutely. I love how the technology continues to expand and grow and people are start leveraging it at all levels and all sizes within the business environment. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that, Lewis. You know, the big question today with COVID, right, in our current world of this pandemic, what do you have planned for 2020, the rest of it, or 2021, as far as a new product or service? Because we've all had to do that major shift, right? What do you got planned? How'd you shift, I guess? First of all, within our own company, we did like many of the, I would say the responsible companies do, which is we agreed with our shareholders on a framework of priorities, starting with our employees, obviously, and making sure the company is a very safe place and that, you know, we continue to grow and be successful. And then obviously the customers making sure that we can be of help in the circumstances and, uh, and so on. And then obviously thinking longer term about the aftermath of this, you know, and how do we continue to create shareholder value? Coveo is a company that pre-COVID and still, you know, now is growing at about 50% a year organically. And the pandemic, in many respects, became only a catalyst for an acceleration because suddenly a billion and a half people were at home and, you know, the workplace became empty and it became virtual. So people had to, you know, education went online and, and suddenly employees have to do more on their own. Commerce went storeless. 
And so, you know, e-commerce became the only alternative. And then, of course, in the area of customer service, you know, the whole area of self-service intelligence became very relevant when you have no longer agents who can show up, you know, in contact centers. And so we become, obviously, I, I would say companies were on a digital transformation agenda or timeline, call it five years. You know, most companies would say, well, yeah, we understand that the world is going virtual. The world is going, you know, digital, commerce is going digital, and we have a fine five-year transformation timeline to do that. I think, in fact, that just became a, that just became 18 months. And so suddenly, you know, everyone that went online is not necessarily going to resume back to where the world was. Suddenly, you know, 70-year-old people realize that they can buy online. And there's a set of expectation that is set by the digital leaders. We always say that we're no longer in the digital economy. We're in the experience economy. Digital was 10 years ago. And I don't say that lightly. I think companies realize today that just putting stuff online is not going to make them sell it that putting content online is going to, is not going to help customers self-serve. So we're really in the experience economy. And you know, Brian, I, I always try to use simple examples. You know, I, I was given a, a keynote to about 800 people in January at, at an event and I asked the room, I said, how many of you would cancel your Uber ride if you saw on the app that the ride is coming in nine minutes? And, you know, 70% of that room raised their hand. And I said, well, that's ironic because only five years ago, you know, getting, you know, waiting nine minutes for a taxi was perfectly acceptable. And so the point is that digital leaders are raising the bar and are creating a new set of experiences that is now become the new normal that people expect and that every other company needs to deliver. And so back to your COVID question, COVID is a catalyst right now because people are experiencing that and they're not going to go back. And so digital transformation and more importantly, digital experience transformation is accelerating right now. Absolutely. I see it more and more every day. In fact, I've learned just a ton of information from colleagues like yourself, Lewis, on these podcasts about the things that they're doing to transform their organizations. And it's just simply amazing. Like I said, I think the human spirit drives a lot of this innovation, whether you're leveraging technology or not, it's simply amazing. So this is the best part of the podcast, in my opinion, because we get to share with this large readership, Lewis, about you a little bit. Can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those either looking to grow their career in a leadership capacity or maybe break into entrepreneurship? I would say the model that, uh, you know, we've built a few companies, some of them, you know, became public companies and et cetera. But we always tried to, you know, I've been working with my partners for 30 years. And I would say first, if you ever have the privilege of working with the same team for such a long period of time, take that privilege and don't take that privilege for granted and uh, don't take that lightly because precisely it is a privilege. So that's the first thing I'll say. We grow our businesses as a team driven by, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, a set of core values. You know, I like to say that companies like Coveo or Taleo, the company we were involved in full time before and many other companies we invest in and, and we help because we're involved in a few things. Coveo is a technology, is, a, is really a people company with a technology company wrapped around it. And that's the best way I could describe it. We essentially value, you know, the truth. We don't see who's right. 
we try to create a culture that is very conducive of innovation. And that means embracing inclusion and diversity. Now, I know diversity right now is very topical. I'm not someone who is opportunistic or says something for the optics, meaning that for us, inclusion has been a core value more than written on the wall, but something very serious in our businesses in Atcoville, you know, for a decade. Meaning that, you know, if you bring together people who are very homogeneous, who all think alike, talk alike, say the same thing and et cetera, you will not find innovation. You will only find innovation in heterogeneity. Think about it as the most powerful force in nature is, is cross-pollination. And this is the same here. So we've tried to cultivate people environments. As I said, you know, we worry about people and then we wrap the technology company around it. And that percolates, that sort of, you know, by osmosis, that kind of transpires to the way we work with our customers as well. And so we get a lot back from our customers in terms of fueling the innovation and the idea of participating in a people journey as well as in an innovation journey is something that's extremely, extremely rewarding. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go full circle here to your first question. This is really, Brian, what keeps us going. Amazing. I love that insight from your perspective. I think that is so important. And I know our readers will appreciate that exact insight that you shared with us today. So thank you again, Lewis. Lewis, I just want to personally thank you. It was a pleasure having you on the show today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Well, thank you, Brian, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,